series that we have today is about serving, and it's important that we uh, know the difference and know what it is to, to serve God, serve one another, and how that we can be part of this ministry of uh, giving our lives and allowing our life to be of service to Jesus Christ. There was a survey done by a certain individual, and he said that righteous people today, if they thought about one of the highest virtues, many of them would reply that one of the highest virtues, so if I ask you, what would you think is the highest virtue of Christianity? What would be the greatest virtue? And you know, so I got to, if you have a virtue in your mind, well, this individual says, well, it would be unselfishness. Unselfishness would be considered one of the greatest virtues that we would think of today. But he also said, if you questioned the uh, Christians of old, back at the time of Christ and in the writings of the Gospels and so on, if you asked them what would be the greatest virtue, they would reply, love. Now, what has happened is um, we would think of that virtue, of the first one about ourselves, unselfishness. And here is, and, and the comparison that he, he tries to make is, or does make, is that unselfishness is a negative form of something positive, which is love. So if we think about it, a natural consequence of loving people is to be unselfish. But rather than focusing on love, to love God and love your neighbors yourself, we're just looking at unselfishness. Well, we'll kind of build on that as we go through. So in 1 Corinthians 13, and, and I, I, I didn't ask uh, Jose to put it up, but uh, you got it up? Uh, you don't have to have it up. Uh, the reason I say that is I shrunk it. All right? I didn't read, want to read the whole thing. I was just going to read some highlights about what love is. Yeah, we have the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Well, I'm just going to shrink it, skip over a lot. But if I do not have love, I am only a clanging symbol making noise. If I do not have love, I am nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, love is not rude, love is not selfish. Selfish, self-centered. Um, love is not easily angered, love keeps no record of wrongdoing. That's always my favorite one that I use uh, often in uh, marriage things. Love doesn't keep score of wrongdoing. It's two to one. You hurt me, and it's in the ninth inning, and I'm going to get even. <laughs> so, no, just, just kidding. Love doesn't keep score. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices in truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always preserves. Love never fails. And now there are three remaining faith, hope, and love, but of these, the greatest is love. Thank you. Now, that being settled, where does unselfishness apply? How does unselfishness get in there? Well, love God and thy neighbor is an action towards others. Okay? Put this kind of in this context of what is the activity of love? Love God, love others. Okay? So it's an outward action. What does unselfishness look at? You see, unselfishness basically focuses on self. Whether it's selfishness or unselfishness, they both 
are looking at, and they are, if we decide that we're going to determine, am I a selfish person? Well, let's think about this. Selfishness or unselfishness is a personal, personal action. I basically can't determine if I'm, I can, but I, in a sense, that we are to read the Word and know the Word, let the Word of God be a mirror that we reflect our life in. And so we are to look and, and look at our actions and the, the reasons for them. But it's almost like, am I humble? <laughs> How can you tell if you're humble? You know, well, it's, it's determined by other people looking at the activities of your life. Humility is something, you know, you don't go around and say, well, you know, I'm really humble. Well, you know right then that they're not humble. Well, then somebody goes, you know what? I'm really unselfish. All right, so we look at this and we, we begin to say, okay, well, am I selfish? Am I unselfish? Well, let's look at it this way. What do I do for others? That there are no strings attached. So, I will, re will I be rewarded for my gifts if I did them selfishly. So we're questioning ourselves. In the same category, is this really going to be for me or for somebody else? So unselfish is an assessment of others upon the action of another, not the verdict of self looking at self through the lens created by self to assess self. Can I read that again? I, I wrote this. Okay, you can tell, right? You're supposed to laugh a little. Okay, you know, go, you know, play along with me and I'll make this short. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. <laughs> now that's a joke. Alright, let's read it again. The verdict of self looking at self through the lens created by self to assess self. Selfishness. How many selfs are there in that statement of assessment? How many statements are there about others? and giving. You see, introspection is important. But whenever we're constantly looking at what's going on and how it's going on, we are kind of focused on me. It's like looking in the mirror and trying to see somebody else. You know, it's, they're, just, they're just not there. It's just that we're the only ones there. So uh, selfish then is an assessment of self and investment of self. And we're looking at how that this is done. Now, the greater the need, the greater the supply. Now, I have this pipe here. It's a conduit. Not very big, but it's big enough. What's a conduit for? What's it good for? What's this pipeline for? Protect cables. So cables can, can flow through here. How about water? How about any liquid, <laughs> yeah? So and if it were bigger, you know, the bigger the pipe, the bigger the, the context. Well, if, if we're looking at self and how that we are transporting blessings and supplying the needs of others, do we look at, the what if the pipe says, am I pretty? <laughs> I'm also pretty as a pipe. <laughs> I'm a pretty pipe. And I wonder if the people connected to me add value to who I am. <laughs> and on down the line, those people don't add value to who I am. My pipe is also pretty. <laughs> I wonder if it is sitting properly upon the ground. I wonder if 
Okay, what does that have to do with what's going through? What's going through the pipe? Well, if we're so interested and so concerned with who I, who, who's connected to me, and who, who, who's downstream from me, and what's going to happen down here, we become so focused on the pipe that we forget about being the channel. Because this is what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be, is the, is the inside, what's the inside like? Is it blocked up? Is it, is it able to flow? Is what's coming into this pipe able to get out the other end? And should I put a valve in here that shuts it off so that I can keep my pipe full of what I've got? See, when does it look from self to selfish? When does it change from being who we are to who we need to be? And you see the self-focus then becomes something that we want to, we want to deal with in a healing way. So, the negative idea of unselfish carries with it the suggestion of not just securing good things, but of going without them. This is the whole part of this, this the whole message is around these, this next phrase. Ready? Going without something, ourselves, as if we not having something, will bring us happiness and importance. Now, not only am I looking at this, I am looking at this and saying, you know what? I'm really not worthy of this. I'm really not capable of uh, this blessing. You see, do we go without something? And this is the, we call it self-sacrifice. But it is self-sacrifice in a, and I, and I don't like to use the word selfish in this context, because sometimes we get the wrong impression that it is self-sacrifice with a selfish motive. I don't want it because I'm proving, okay, proving what? Did you know you need to eat everything that's on your plate because there's children starving in Africa? <laughs> Thank you. When I was a kid, you know, that used to be the big thing. Well, I, my, my, my mom never had to me to convince me to eat my whole plate, okay? But, you know, I heard other people say, if you don't, and I always wondered, how is me not eating helping them? How does me not having something in my life help somebody else that's somebody else? Because am I taking and transporting the food that I'm not eating over there? Am I, how do I appreciate, how do I express this and allow this selfish, this how this, how do I bring this to some type of meaning in my life so that I am not having because not having adds value to my life. Well, the Bible does say, and we have that scripture somewhere down the line here. Maybe I'll jump there and come back. Um, the Bible does say about self-sacrifice. The Bible says, Then he told them what they should expect for themselves, and anyone who intends to come with me has to, be, has to let me lead. This is Luke 9, 23 to 27. 
He told them what they should expect for themselves. Okay? Jesus talking to them. Anyone who intends to come with me has to, be, has to let me lead. Okay? King James says, um, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. You are not in the driver's seat. This is the Message Bible about that same verse. God is saying, Jesus is saying, I am in the driver's seat. Don't run from suffering. You see, what, we, what we've done, and mistakenly done, is to say that my, my willingness to not take is self-imposed, basically self-imposed suffering. And my self-imposed suffering will then make me appreciate it. Well, well, if it does, it's a good thing. But if it doesn't, self-help is not to help at all. Self-sacrifice in this way, my way, is to find yourself your true self. So what we're doing in this in the search of self-sacrifice is to find ourselves and to find that spiritual connection that has the, has the connectedness to what we are. So if I am if I am withholding something from coming through the pipe, am I growing as a pipe? You see, I'm not going to take this into my life because it, you know, I, I need to restrain myself so that I appreciate my pipe. Okay? I got another illustration. I need three volunteers. I got one, the two, one more. Come on, Nikki, there you go. You're not here. She's home from school. She's on spring break. We're gonna let her have it today. Don Frank's good. All right, now. I'm gonna give you a sheet of paper, okay? You tell me, no master, I don't need that. Here, Nikki, have a piece of paper. No master, I don't need that. Okay. Here, you take a piece of paper. I'm not telling you to tell me that. That's hers. You take it. You have no choice. Yeah, take that one. All right, now, what I want you to do is to go find three people and give them a piece of paper. It's yours. Do what you want. Give them, just give it to somebody, yeah. Okay, now give three more people paper. Why don't you get something? I have 
She wouldn't take this sheep, but this person would not take what God was going to give them because, for whatever reason, they didn't need it. So I'm God, okay? I'm giving blessings to this person, and they don't need it because they don't use it. So therefore, God, you can keep it. This person got something and decided to give it away. And they gave until they didn't have any more. And so what are they going to do? Search for more to give. This person didn't volunteer. Didn't know you could. But you see, that's, but isn't that what we do as individuals? We take up an offering. Oh, but you don't have to. Just, I mean, you're not the person. This is just an illustration. Okay? Put your hands up. All right. You're not going to take what's hers. But the idea is that if we, if we look at it in self-sacrifice, now we could, this, this person here could say, well, I'm sacrificing. I'm not going to take that. God wants to give it to me, but I don't think that I'm worthy of it. And I need to just learn to do without. Well, this person doing without doesn't have anything to give. And what does God want to teach us about doing without or about giving? Now, to the person who gives, when they run out, what's there? They need more. So the inclination then is to those people who are in Madagascar, to those missionaries and people in Madagascar, they're asking, well, you've already given your whole sheet of paper, but what are you going to do? He's supposed to ask him for more. Oh, that's it. He's going to ask for more. Why? Because he needs more to give away. And what happens when we pray and ask God? He gives from the abundance of who he is. What does this person do? Folds it up, puts it in their pocket. They have enough. You see, and, and but we can, and of course that's not you. These are not, this is not reflective of individuals. This is just how can we look at what is selfish and unselfish, and how that how how that God wants to give us things in our life, and we're going to do different things with it. We're going to say, no, I don't need that, because I don't see how I could ever use it, and I have to learn to do without. This person has. And what does the Bible say? To be to the one who has will be given more. Why? Because they know how to invest. That's the talents, which is we can read that a little later. Gave five, gave three, gave one. Now the person who had one talent buried it. They buried it. Got to keep it safe. She got it. So this person's going to fold it up, put it in her pocket. And when God, should God come back and say, Do you have what I gave you? Yes, I got it. And what does he call this person? An unwise steward. An unwise servant. Because they didn't see the value in taking what they had and letting it flow through them. It's a very difficult concept because it's hard for us to know what is selfishness, but it's really not selfishness. 
I'm just, I'm trying to do a very spiritual thing here. Learn to do without. But God, if he wants me to learn to do without, generally, I don't have an opportunity to get. <laughs> you know? I, there are times that I don't have it to give, and I'm learning to do without, and what am I going to do when I am without? I'm going to ask. Because our, our inclination then is to allow ourselves to be a pipeline through which God is going to bless us and be a blessing. So in taking and giving of what we have, we suddenly find what happened. Paper. You got more. No. Yeah, I got paper. That's what it is, paper. But I got more. And guess what? Unselfish, 
and giving. And uh, so I'm going to take up an offering and you go get off. <laughs> so, okay, thank you very much. Give them a hand. Yeah, yeah.
And that is also why the person who avoids and distrusts the sun is in the dark and doesn't see life. So what we're looking at is how that God is going to bless us, how that God is going to use us, and how that when the need is, and we, we give, you know, we do very well as a church. What you give is just phenomenal. And, and what I, why I'm saying all of this is not only to be grateful for what you've given, but to expect God to lavishly pour back into your own life so that in that greatness of his giving back, we can continue to give. But the person who says, you know, God, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need your blessing. I'm getting by with what I am. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And what we've done is not, not only have we withheld the blessing coming into our own life, we've withheld the blessing that God wants to use for us to touch somebody else's. And that's why self-sacrifice in the wrong context will become destructive to the person and to all the people they could be touching with their gifts. So God wants to bestow blessings upon us. We intend, to, our intention then is to receive and be grateful. We should be as grateful in giving as we are in receiving, and we should be as grateful in receiving as we are in giving. They equal out, because all are at the hand of God. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. So how many want a piece of paper? <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> so we see the blessing, we see the difference, and, and the whole idea is, let's open up the pipe. You know, all we got to do is open the pipe. Turn, turn on the faucet, allow, this, allow God's blessing to flow through us. Number one, we can always increase the size of our pipe. Number two, it doesn't matter who's connected at either end. We give as unto the Lord and allow the blessing of God to flow. And not only what God bestows upon you, we recognize it as how God is going to bless those who are downstream from you. How that, in that little buddy barrel back there, how that, that how that you, what God has blessed you with, how that is going to touch people in Madagascar that you'll never see until eternity. All because we opened the valve in our little pipe to receive of what God has given us. Amen? Amen. Got that? Yeah. One paper, one pipe? <laughs> Father, thank you for your word. God, you release us. You release us from the bondages. God, you release us to be receptive because we can't give of what we don't have. So, Lord, you ask us to be receptive. And all we're doing, Lord, is asking you to help us 
to receive of the blessings that you want to give us so that we can let those blessings flow to touch the lives of other people that you want to bless. We thank you for this. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Everybody said, let it flow.